0: It's everyone's favorite show about all things Utah. A show where four hosts and sometimes a guest discuss whatever they want regarding Utah and mostly stay on topic. It's the new Utah podcast with your hosts, Bree, Chris, Jeremy, and Jessica. Should I just start the episode with let's rock this bitch? You should. <laughs> I don't know you if we're going to... did gonna... already, didn't you? Well, no. I didn't...
1: It... Yeah, but it was pre...
0: It was pre-turning on the thing... Pre bit trucking. Yeah. So I should figure <laughs> out how to stick that bootleggers into there. Um, uh, just whenever I want to turn it on. So I've got a few podcasts that like will start cold and just start talking like in the middle enough. And I actually kind of like it. And then I'll just play the intro at an appropriate time. So like there's this kind of talk, uh, and then the intro plays, and in the intro they'll say like episode
1: two eighteen. Our problem is our. That's int- what
2: a podcast I listen to does. She talks like an intro, and then it plays. Yeah. Our intros like can be twenty five
1: minutes long sometimes.
0: Um. Yeah, but you wouldn't do the whole twenty five minutes. Um, you would find a place that made sense, like you know, right now, and then run it, and then you would say episode two eighteen, which is what this episode is. Um. I don't know. I'm probably over analyzing it. I keep trying to think of ways to improve the show, and the truth is, there's no improving. This show, it's already... (laughs) It is what it is. (laughs) It's about as high up as it's going to get. There's another crackle. Fucking pop. Amazon not delivering shit within the two-day window they're supposed to. It's been over a week, assholes. Well, it's been exactly a week. It'll be over a week tomorrow. Yeah, because you ordered it during last week's show. (sighs) Unbelievable, actually. I'm rather disappointed in Amazon's capabilities. They're usually pretty good. Yeah, usually. Uh, So I have a new niece. Did I tell you guys
1: that last week? I don't... I know we talked about it, but I don't know if you mentioned it on the
0: show. She was actually born, um, and I went up to go see her, Amora J. Um, Apparently, they were going to name her after my grandmother, whose name is Charles Sleen. And her twin brother's name was Charles. Huh. Yes, that's real. Charles and Charles (laughs) Sleen. She went by Sam her whole life to everyone around her. Um, but uh, oh, and she married Charlie. My grandfather's name was Charlie. That was confusing. <laughs> you fucking had no idea. So she went by Sam That's like her whole wise. life. Um, but they were gonna name her that, but then figured that was probably a little too tough on a kid. So they went with Amora, which I really like. Amora, it's a good name. Hmm. It's different.
3: They have Bella, Krista, and Amora.
0: Yeah, and Dominic, yeah. and Niche. Yeah,
3: but, but those... Daniel
1: didn't get to name those two.
3: Well. Those the three that I named were named by the same person.
1: Are you talking That's really true. quiet, or is your mic turned down?
3: No, yeah, I'm probably talking. Quiet. Yeah,
0: she's she's in a bad mood because our dog sucks. I don't blame her. Our dog
1: sucks, messing up day camp or day. Yeah, she's
0: being a she's being a trouble dog today. Um, and we got told that we need to be better dog owners, basically, which is true. We need to be more proactive and do more with her. I think we do way more than most people do with their dogs. But, it's not enough for this dog.
1: <laughs> she's... Too much energy. She's coming. I bet you can't siphon some of that off for yourself. I know, right? That would be fucking amazing. Make her tired and give you the energy. We walked the Ochre Lake
0: Loop on, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. on, on, uh, Sunday. Fuck me. You know the worst thing, so it's a, it's exactly a 5k if you walk the loop, the whole outer loop. The it's, whole loop. It's yeah. 3.2. But, holy shit, it has zero shade. No. There's no. like two spots in the whole fucking place where there's shade where you're under a bridge. And that's it. The rest of it is, like,
1: just...
2: That's, like, to the temp cave.
0: <laughs>
1: it's fucking horrible. It's, we like, like to, just sun. We like to do that walk, but this time of year, it's just, it's like... It's brutal. The dogs were fucking dying.
0: We got to one point, um, kind of, where the beach is at, and they've mm-hmm. got those trees there. Yeah. Um, and we went up to the shade of those trees and stopped for a minute, and both the dogs instantly, like, fucking laid in the
1: grass. Just ebo, collapsed. ebo will just stop. He will just stop. Well, Evo like- can only walk, like, two blocks. <laughs> Yeah, the dog we, has a quarter-inch long leg. His walks are getting less and less. <laughs> Poor old man. Yeah, he's pretty old, and he has very
0: short... He Even for a dachshund, he has really short legs. He does. He looks like a seal. Yeah. My mom has a wiener, uh, uh, some kind of mutt wiener named Peanut. Peanut wiener? Yeah. She's cute. <laughs> she's, cute. she's cute. She's very timid, though. Um, but anyway. Smaller than Ebo or about the same size? Uh, no, small, small. Small. Like smaller than Rocky. Oh, no, so she's like, not. Like a miniature? No,
3: she's no, not. No, she's like not she's Rocky enough.
0: size, but she's smaller, like around. She's oh, a big she's dog. Not, yeah. Yeah, she she's not. Slender. She doesn't
3: a- have the bulk of a wiener dog. you know, like the- right. right.
0: Yeah, And she's brindle with a, like a white spot above, hmm. like between her eyes. Interesting. Very interesting mutt combination. Definitely a
1: mutt, but that's cool.
0: Yeah. So, and then my uh, Christmas gift, mine and Bree's Christmas gift from yeah. my mom.
1: We all lost. Dude. I'm telling you I
0: like <laughs> Bree actually had to pull me aside cuz so I'll tell the story. So we we my mom um manages the Ace Hardware in my hometown. And um so she sends me a message a few weeks ago and she's like, "Hey, when you come up to see the baby, I couldn't wait. I got you your Christmas present early, but I can't ship it. So you have to come up and get it." Well, all so, had bets going that it was like a massive dream. Catcher. Yeah. Well, and for my birthday, she mm-hmm. sent me like a, young, a lawn ornament that's a, like a tulip thing that spins, which is
4: which really I nice. Love.
0: I like it. It actually is really cool. I like where I placed it because I'm lazy and that's just where it went and Bri will probably move it eventually. But anyway, so I'm like, what the hell could it be? So before we leave, she sends me the dimensions and the box is like 33 or 34 by 44 inches. Like what the fuck is this thing? Like I have no idea what what could be that huge that she would buy me for Christmas. So we go, we see the baby, we see my brother. who's doing well. We get to see uh the nephew. He's a really good dad. Yeah, he's a really good, good dad. dad. Good. get to see my nephew. Um so my nephew has seen me now now more than the rest of his life in the last month because he's seen me twice. <laughs> <laughs> uh and he's not a shy kid at all. So Um, but anyway, so we go to ACE after lunch and my mom's like, okay, come on in with me. Um, I'll show you. And so we go walking in and she immediately starts walking towards the grills. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, she got me a fucking barbecue grill. Seriously. And then I'm like, okay, that's cool. I was talking to breathe about, you know, we needed a barbecue grill. I'm like, oh, that's nice. And I'm not expecting much. And we get there and she's like, yeah, I think it's this one. And she points to this new Weber smoke fire grill. And she's like, it's, yeah, it's this one. This is the one that I got because I got the smaller of the two. And I'm like, I look at it. It's a thousand dollar grill. I'm like, mom, what you did not need to spend that much money. And she's <laughs> like, I didn't pay that much. So she told me later that, um, so she's a store manager and they get great deals anyway, but the rep for Weber was there pimping all these things and they sold them to the people at the store at box rates. And so that means that she probably got it. I don't know what box rate is, but I'm guessing it's at least a hundred percent markup. So it's probably at most 500 bucks, maybe less that she paid, which is still, but that's still a pretty pricey grill. But to get that kind of grill at half price, she's like, I couldn't pass it up. She's like, so I had to buy you one for Christmas because it's just too good of a gift. So Merry Christmas. And Brie had to actually pull me aside and she's like,
3: Are you excited? Cause
0: when I'm in shock from stuff like that, and like, I just have this thing when I get gifts from people, sometimes I just don't show, I don't show excitement for much ever. So like, if you see me excited, something really spectacular happened because I'm a pretty stoic person, but I'm like, no, I'm like in shock. Like who gives said,
3: a g- You need to tell your mom that because I said, I wasn't sure if I was supposed to be excited or not. Like
0: in my whole life, I've never... <laughs> I've never been given something like this from my mom. Like you have to understand how poor I grew up, and so like, and and so I had to pull my mom aside and say, I, "Just I want you to be aware. Like it's I'm just in shock, mom. Like I'm totally excited, but I'm in so much shock that like I'm not jumping up and down because this is like the craziest gift ever. So, so yeah, I had a good weekend. That's really uh, <laughs> cool. That's very very cool. <laughs> Even though it was hot as shit all weekend, that. That destroyed me. Between the walk and then mowing my lawn on Sunday, and Sunday was hot as piss. So, how was uh Jess? How was your birthday? Oh, good. Did it was... you get COVID?
4: No, <laughs> no, I didn't get. Well, COVID. I, didn't, I
0: mean, you were up at Bear Lake, probably masks out. Uh, yeah, it was few,
2: few and far between. That's for sure. So, even the people that I was up there with, not one person besides myself had a mask. So,
1: did you get a shake? Yes, because you were on the fence about getting one. I did. Why would you be on the fence about getting a shake at Bear Lake? Be- ever.
2: Because of all the food that we ate before it. So? <laughs> so? So where'd you go? Oh. So, Which Just Bears. The best.
0: I was gonna say it's not a like a shake. it's not like you go to Bear Lake all the time, but you do. So compared to the rest no, of the I only go a couple times. Oh, you just had a s'more time? shake? A yeah. raspberry shake?
2: No, I've had all the raspberry shakes, and I can have whatever I want.
0: But you said, which one was the best raspberry shake? Bears. Bears? Bears. That's yep. the that new place, with, right? Mm-hmm. With brownie chunks Not LeBose. Mm-hmm.
2: No, no, not yeah. LeBose. Raspberry
0: brownie's the only way to go. Yeah. I'm, with, I'm 100% with Jess on yeah. that.
2: So I did, they had a, and it's really nice, because a lot of places that make s'mores uh, do a vanilla ice cream with Hershey's syrup. Ugh, it's terrible. But they use actual chocolate ice cream. so it's delicious. And I did... Brownies instead of chocolate chips. So chip, do they so. do
0: just pieces of marsh like miniature marshmallows? So
2: it's actually well, their version is with uh, fluff, but I asked if I could have mm. marshmallow pieces instead.
0: That would be good with graham cracker pieces, mm. marshmallow fluff, and chocolate. Not uh, chocolate ice cream. Though. They
2: do well. Yeah, it was a lot. I'd, I'd like probably the, do it. I'd then,
0: like the vanilla ice cream. Yeah, with like I a think hot I'd try that swirl. next time. Like a fudge. Swirl. I did
2: brownies instead
0: of chocolate chips. Oh, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. Yeah. You know what would make a really good s'more shake? Is the s'mores cereal? You have that like the chocolate covered marshmallows with the golden But you'd have
2: to add it on. So we went to, we always go to Beehive Grill on our way up, and they had a s'mores gelato, and that's what they put graham cracker, uh, golden grams in it. But the problem with that is that then it gets soggy. So you'd have to add it on
0: at the end. I think it'd be okay though. That stuff stands up pretty well.
2: This it's one got, was pretty soft.
0: It's got so much sugar in it. No, it would be, no, it would be fine
2: because they're mixing everything yeah. in, so that would be fine. But yeah. like the s'mores that they made was just okay. So yeah, it was good. I
0: saw the crazy was, s'mores dessert on your Instagram. Thursday, you.
2: Yeah. Thursday Thursday we went cherry picking down in Santa Quin. Uh and then Friday we went up to Bear Lake. And uh Yeah, it was Awesome. It was awesome. It went really, really fast. So, and then yeah, my friend came over at like nine o'clock last night and brought me this. She asked me last week if anybody was making me a cake, and I said no. And I said, but I don't really love cake. I actually <laughs> have other favorite treats. And so she asked, and I just said I really like cereal treats and I like brownies. <laughs> and so she made me this. I don't even know. It's amazing. It's like a layer of. Marshmallowed cinnamon toast crunch, topped by like Scotcheroos with Cheerios, like honey nut Cheerios, <laughs> and there's like raspberry preserves in the middle, wow. and it's like coated in marshmallow. I haven't even cut into it yet, but I'm really oh, you haven't it. even tried it yet. It was like nine o'clock at night last night, oh, it was and last I, night? yeah, and I had I had been staining part of my deck last night for like two hours. Fuck so I thought I
0: would have b- get broken into that shit after staying <laughs> in
2: the No, it was it was good. So anyways, it's at home.
0: I like the I like the cereal treats too actually.
2: I yeah, I love and I don't like it with rice Krispies. I mean I'll eat a rice Krispies treat, but I like it with my, other cereal.
0: My two favorite cereal treats are Rice Krispies treats made out of fruity pebbles. Yes. barn on hands. Fruity Down, pebbles with marshmallows this is where yeah, it's at yeah. The second is golden grams with uh, marshmallows and then you do a chocolate, like chocolate chips Mm -hmm. in it. But you put the chocolate chips in as you're mixing the marshmallow, the the hot marshmallow mixture, and it melts the chips a little so you get little chunks, but you also get chocolate all throughout it. It's so good. I
2: did a bake sale with that quite a few years ago when I was doing a tree for the Festival of Trees. So it's one of
0: my favorites, but
2: I get a grill too. You did? Yep. Yep, I've been, I've been debating. How, is it another
0: like small tabletop thing? Well, or?
2: that's what I was looking at. So we got pretty, f- we only have one little tiny section left on the deck flooring to put down. Um, and then to add part of the floor to the old deck. And I've been debating if I wanted to add a built in table like I had before or if I wanted to get an adult grill, <laughs> <laughs> but they're so expensive. And so my dad's like, you still haven't told me what you wanted for your birthday. And I said, "Well, I've just really been working on my deck." And he's like, "Well, how about, how about we get you a grill?" And I was like, "Oh, I was going to ask if you want to go have these on one because I had been looking at a couple, and I only had one requirement, and it was that the the sides folded down because I just don't want it to take up a lot of space." And so he sends. You talk about. I just laughed when you said the the thousand dollars because he sends me one that's like four hundred dollars, and I'm like, "No, dad's like." I I cannot let you spend that much money. He was like, no, like I I want this to last like as long as possible. And he had all these requirements that he wanted for it. And so I sent him another one and he like wanted very specific like technology with it. And, and so I found one that was a good compromise that was like half of the price.
0: And so, um, to be fair, just so everyone is aware, I would not fucking spend that. Okay. I shouldn't say I wouldn't. I'm highly unlikely to spend a $1,000 on a grill for myself. Like, I will research the hell out of it, and I have very specific requirements. That would probably not be something I would have bought on my own.
2: Yeah, uh, I was looking at, so I think the one that I really liked was like $230, I think. Um And I, I think we did like, it was like 250 and it has, I'm like... I just, uh, I would have been fine with a tabletop, and it was funny because that's what my aunt had ordered for me. So one was on its way, and she's like, "Oh, you ruined my, <laughs> my <laughs> gift." And I was like, "I'm sorry, I didn't know." And, um, anyway, so it was. That's cool. Yeah, it was a, it was a pretty good weekend. No, like major injuries. Well, that's not true. Uh, my best friend Kelly and her husband extracted their honey on Thursday and he's allergic to wasps and the wasps came in oh, and one flew into him, like not to sting him, but the way it flew into him, it stung him and his face <laughs> exploded. <laughs> it was so bad he ended up having to go to care. Wasps, not bees? Not bees, just wasps. Wow. Yep. So that was quite the, <laughs> quite the experience.
1: Did you have any injuries, Jeremy? No, no injuries. So I'll tell you my, my 24th because you had another sidewalk of explosions. Sidewalk fire. So, so my regular amount of family was invited, and there's some of my family that always come, some that don't come. Holly is one that does come. But the night before, so the 23rd, she sends a message, and she said, I, I can't come because the lady that I work with in my office tested positive for COVID, <sighs> and she got it from her daughter who got it from her boss. Um, but highly Yeah, but, um, this coworker of hers just found out. And she said, so, because Holly works for, uh, IHC Mm -hmm. medical billing, she, she has to get tested and she, she has to quarantine. Yeah. For everything. So she's like, so I've, I've got to go get tested. Uh, obviously I can't be there tomorrow and Mm -hmm. I've got to quarantine until the test comes back. So. So unfortunately she wasn't able to come, but I'll get back to her in a second. Um, so, so normally my street, my little cul-de-sac does quite a few. I mean, we do ours and then usually a couple of our, our other neighbors do ours. So it's pretty, pretty loud, pretty. That's how our neighborhood is. I don't do any because I hate fireworks nowadays. So, so we go out, we start doing ours. Nobody else comes out. Nobody else comes out. We do all of ours. We get done. We clean up. And I'm like, that's really weird. That nobody else did them, but A, eh, maybe because they all did them for the fourth. So as we're getting cleaned up and start to go in, um, the new neighborhood behind me starts lighting up like Vietnam. Of course they do. They got lots of money, dude. And I look out and I see my neighbors over there. So they all got the invite to go to the new neighbors. But you guys didn't. But we didn't. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow did you start launching fireworks at their houses i, I would. direction Psh, i'm just worried like that they're gonna melt my pool or something that something because these were big these were like shaking the like mortar shells like probably. mortar shells yeah. that, like shaking pictures on the wall kind of like i had to i had to dose the dogs up again i'd already given them some melatonins and they were pretty good during ours but these were intense yeah we had some pretty intense ones Two nights ago, Sunday night. So yeah, all the neighbors behind us and my neighbors next to me were all back. Just did you guys go chill in your pool and listen to them, watch them? I would have. No, it's like a it free was, show. It was just enough breezy that oh. the kids didn't want to get the pool. They have done that in the past. They got in the pool fourth of July, twenty fourth of July. Anyway, so to go, go back to Holly, Holly did send a message this morning. Said her test came back negative, so she doesn't Damn have it. the Rona.
0: I'm still waiting for the person that I know to have the Rona. I literally know no My one. My friend Maria
2: and her whole family has it.
0: I don't know your friend Maria.
2: She's the one we, I go to Disneyland with.
0: Can I? Can you introduce me? I'll go over to her house, hang out with them.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had a Zoom call this morning because I've had something. In... No, no,
0: I mean an in-person meeting. Yeah. I want to catch the COVID. Sure. Uh,
2: I, don't know how far, I don't know how far she is into it. What? But...
0: Again, don't really know Brandy's mom. Brandy's I mean, mom. I've met her
2: once. Oh. Yeah, and she lives in Southern Utah, so...
0: Mesquite, right? No, that's where her dad no,
2: lives. No, she's by Springdale.
0: That's where Brandy's dad lives, that's right. By
2: Hilldale, one of oh, the dells. She's dales. a polygamist, that's right. Uh, <laughs>
0: she's not really.
2: <laughs> uh, I was going... Oh, I know quite a few people.
0: Yeah, I don't know anyone that's got the COVIDs. I take that back. There was one person that works with us that had the COVIDs. Oh, yeah, and they were in really bad shape. Yeah, the... she's, she's recovered.
2: Two co-workers.
0: And I don't know her. So I just know she works for us, but I have no (laughs) idea who she is, but that's it. I don't know anyone personally like that. I actually know that's got the COVID. So, and we're not necessarily super careful people. We're socially responsible, but fuck I've since COVID started, I've been getting together with my buddies to play D and D in person. And we all are of the same ilk. Like we don't give a shit.
3: We had one, one week. That's not true. It's not that you don't give a shit.
0: We're all, we're all very open. Like, hey Sean's getting tested for her sixth time guys <laughs> like that's a normal conversation we did have one week where Sean f- thought he a different was, Sean. Uh, Sean Levesque thought he was exposed and his wife was exposed like the whole family so we all decided to t- take the week off because they didn't know for sure turns out they were fine and not a and, and negative but you know we were all disappointed once again <laughs> So, uh, events, maybe? Are there any events? I mean, you brought one. It's Nick Passy's birthday today.
4: woo Happy
0: birthday, Nick! Hey, Nick! You, previously? Because you he won't hear this today.
4: You
2: won't. Um, I do have an event. Let me open that up really quick, because it's in my email. It was a little bit too long to to put down on this little list here. So I get a monthly email from Wasatch Community Gardens, which you can as well if you sign up for their newsletters.
1: Well, speaking of emails, it's I've been sorry. getting emails from Ben McAdams. I'm part of the team, it says. Yeah, I got one today from him, too. I get them all the
2: time, but I'm signed up for them. so
0: <laughs> I'm not signed up for them, which is I'm, weird. I'm just waiting for my RNC shit. I want my RNC packet for being a Republican. To right. the mail.
4: Welcome uh, to the team. Uh, <laughs> ugh,
2: I keep getting I keep getting letters from Donald Trump, so I sent the last one back returned to center.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> our, our summer music died. Just Yeah. Saying. Um
2: okay, so Wasatch Community Gardens has launched a virtual urban garden and farm tour. Uh so they normally do that to like not a virtual one to uh, generate energy, raise awareness, and share ideas about urban gardening uh, in Salt Lake. And since they were all canceled, um, they partnered with PBS Utah's Modern Gardener to bring you some of the most interesting, creative, and inspiring backyards, urban homesteads, and community gardens the Salt Lake Valley has to offer. So there are going to be five videos in the series which will be released from um, now, the end of July until mid-September and um, it'll have co-hosts Lizzie Brossow from Modern Gardener and Mary Beth uh, Janerick from Wasatch Community Gardens. Is she the
1: one that we had on the show?
2: No. And so they'll give tours of particular aspects of each of the garden spaces and discuss how they illustrate um, best practices for the area that they're in, um, and then it says in additional in in addition, <laughs> several other local gardeners uh, have produced selfie tours of their urban farms, <laughs> and uh, I just I just thought that was a really cool. So you can follow them on Facebook and Instagram, and then they'll post uh, the virtual tours on those channels. But wow. I thought that was really cool that they're doing that. That is
1: cool. It's a good thing that they didn't have my garden on this year, because remember when we interviewed the person last year? Yeah. We were talking about my garden, and she said, oh, I want your garden to be part of it. It's a good thing she didn't, because my bees are dead, and my garden looks like crap this year, so. Yeah, my garden looks shitty, too. My zucchini that we've planted four times... Is still no bigger than the day I planted it. Oh, well, mine are huge. And my squash plants are big, but there's no squash for my yellow squash. My pumpkins are starting to grow, and then my acorn squash a little bit. But that's it. Lots of lots of blossoms on my yellow squash
0: too, but no squash growing. Usually yet. by now you got zucchini coming out your ears. I've got three zucchini that I've pulled, and I've got two more on the vine growing. No cucumbers, but those plants are really starting to come in
4: now. Yeah, same thing. No, half, cu-
1: The plants are finally taken off, but still no cucumbers. Half my potatoes are already dead. But they just die. Yeah, the tops just die. So there's the potatoes. Potatoes, down potatoes are underneath. fine. Yeah, until, until we hit frost, until the frost goes down four or five inches. Yeah, potatoes are fine. I'm not worried about them. I'm just going to leave them on the ground for now. So we just them. pull them as we. Yeah, that's what I'll do. As we use them so that we don't have too many so they don't go bad, but we'll take a bucket out there and pick a bucket worth Mm -hmm. yeah that's what that's what i did last
0: year that's what i'll continue to do this year since i planted them early enough there's a whole bunch that are dead there's others that are are still kicking but there's so it looks like half my garden's empty because all the potatoes have gone um and then i've got uh um a section of just weeds where there were (laughs) supposed to be parsnips it's all weeds now uh and then that's it like the pepper plants are growing and there's little peppers on them, but they're not big enough that the peppers are going to grow very big. Like I've got jalapenos that are like a quarter inch long right now.
1: My tomatoes are barely bigger than when I planted them, as far as the plants. And there's
3: nobody cares about tomatoes. Like,
1: <laughs> That's true. Three or four like pea-sized tomatoes.
3: That's not a pea.
1: That's like a marble.
3: It's like a cherry tomato. Tiny,
1: tiny. Yeah, I don't know what it is. This this year's just been crappy from the garden. Yeah. Well, how's your corn? Do you have corn? Oh, corn's doing good. It's, it's probably six feet tall. It's got a load of chicken shit on it. Oh yeah. It's nice. So and- I guess I should take that back. The corn is doing great. Nothing else is Yeah, no
0: no cat dents in your corn either. Right? Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> no
4: cat fights.
0: <laughs> uh boy, any other events suggests or is that it? No, that's it. There's just not a lot of events going on with COVID sticking around. So
3: I had something I wanted to say. What I passed my test.
1: Oh, yeah. She told me that earlier. The one So that, didn't make the show notes yet. The big one that you just took a week? The insurance. No, it was like four weeks ago. The CSIC, Time flies when you're having fun. CISC or something.
3: It's like the 24th and 25th of June. Like a month
1: ago. So, yeah, a month ago. Good. That's awesome. I know right. you were kind of stressing out about that one. She was really excited, but also really busy and had to
0: pee when she told me. So she ran downstairs. She's like, okay. I passed my test. I'm like, oh, that's awesome, babe. Okay, I got to pee. And she, like, left. (laughs) But I wanted to share that as she's running up the stairs. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of of farms uh, and urban farming and gardening, um, some cool stuff has happened recently. So uh, there's an initiative called Farmers Feeding Utah. Um, And um, basically the... The Farmers Feeding Utah Project um, just distributed uh, food, so potatoes, corn, garlic, cherries, cheese, beef, eggs, milk, to 1,200 families out at the Utah State Fair Park. Um, that's a that's a huge deal. Um,
2: While you're reading this, I just want to make note that three of our articles this evening are from Kathy Stevenson. She's was Freaking
0: rad. Yeah, I didn't even realize that. I think that's like one of three people left employed with Salt Lake Tribune, so that's probably why.
2: <laughs> as she <laughs> as she should be. She also does a podcast with Ben Winslow called Utah Booze News.
0: Oh, uh, awesome. Is she the one that wrote the other Booze article then that's in yep. here? <laughs> um Yeah, so uh but that that's a really cool thing uh to see uh um a group being able to um, give out that much stuff. And they've done this before. So they did, um, they provided 500 live sheep and 16,000 pounds of food to the Navajo Nation down in southern Utah on their first pass. Um, and then they bought a bunch of milk and potatoes and cheese and eggs and stuff like that for some, uh, um,
1: pantries and box elder, cash counties and, uh, cash county and rich county. That's good for them. And then it's also good for the farmers who are struggling to sell stuff because of all of the,
0: yeah, and a lot of this is all this is all done through uh like a 501c. I think um, the FarmersFeedingUtah.org is their website. Uh, and if you wanna donate, feel free. Um, go to the website and you can donate money for them to help buy the stuff that they can't um that they can't necessarily just produce. Um, but that's really cool to see that much fresh food going to uh, underserved populations, especially since that's the kind of shit that's expensive in the grocery store. It's really yeah. stupid, but that's the kind of stuff that's really pricey there. Uh, speaking of more food, um, so in the age of COVID, one of the restaurant types that has not opened is buffets. So this is your Chinese place buffets, your, uh, Indian restaurants Check-a-rama. that have buffets. Um, we don't speak of that name. <laughs> um, the Utah original disgusting Upchuck the place. Chuckarama. Um, basically any place like, even like a Chuck E. Cheese wouldn't have been able to have their buffet. Um, any kind of salad bar places. Chuck E. Um, Cheese is no mouse. What? They go out of business? They sure did. Because of the pandemic? There are good things about this pandemic, folks. <laughs> Up Look Chuck at the silver could, could lining. Go away and I, be alright. Um, but anyway, uh, so now there are guidelines, uh, for, Uh, self-serve food bar locations to reopen. So these are like your, your yogurt land type places can now reopen, but there's some pretty strict guidelines. Um, they still have to hand out the, the flatware and the plates and the cups. So normally like if you go to a Chinese buffet, there's like a stack of plates. Right. No more. There has to be someone there. There'll probably still be a stack of plates. But there will have to be someone stationed there that hands them to the patrons. So the kids aren't touching everything. Uh, Yeah, it's not just the kids. Yeah. if you ever been to a buffet? I hate buffets. In fact, the kids are the least of your problem. Uh, except for at Golden Corral, that chocolate (laughs) fountain, don't fucking use it because I've watched, I've watched kids stick stick their fucking hand in it and pull their hand out and shove it in their mouth and then stick their hand back in it and no parents around at all to fucking tell them. I just, I hate all of those places. Also, they have to close twice a day.
3: Close twice a day for uh,
0: sanitation.
3: Uh, so do 20, any 24-hour uh, food service. Yeah, businesses. any any of those 24-hour like places. like McDonald's. The deli like
2: that. by my house closes between three and four every day to do it.
0: Uh, that, and that's a good time. Look, honestly, restaurants don't have any business from about two until about five. So it's perfectly reasonable to have them close in the middle of the day to do that. Um, they might have, like seriously, even really popular places might have two customers in that entire window um it's just not a, a a time to eat. Um they also have to um every 30 minutes. So if they have a buffet, they have to change out uh all the utensils in the buffet every 30 minutes.
3: The dog is laying right behind you. The other dog is like chewing
0: on the dog bed.
3: She, he's eating the raw that she, the other one left. Wow. She's like so don't roll back. Don't roll back. She's like I don't know why she's saying like I don't that. know. That's where she wants to lay, I guess. Um,
0: but yeah, so, I mean, good, because I hate seeing businesses closed arbitrarily. Um, there is a way to do it correctly, so it's good to see uh, an option for that, though buffets aren't my favorite, but I do like a good Mongolian grill. Those were also closed. So, yeah. Uh, I like Mongolian.
3: I like yogurt land.
0: Yeah. I haven't been to a yogurt place in a long time, so I feel like I should go there. You know where I need to go. Sweet Roll Tacos again. That place was good.
3: That was good. Too good.
0: That place was really good, really good. In fact, speaking of Sweet Roll Tacos, um, I'm actually just going to skip to the the story about the Gateway because that's where Sweet Roll Tacos is. And part of what that that um, I guess this is kind of an op-ed from Gephardt, uh on KSL about the Gateway. So um, this
3: is a, a oh, there's a picture of Mr. Shabu in there. Yeah, I don't. I told, I know. told Mrs. Gates we were going to take her whether Mr. Gates wanted to go or not because I think she'd like it. A Mr. Shabu,
0: also a buffet that yes. probably would not have been able to be open. Well, at least not that buffet is it part, so. Japanese. So yeah, Shabu Shabu is like a hot pot, so like you get a, uh, thing of boiling liquid of some you sort. You get to pick it. Yeah, whatever the base that you want is, if it's a bone broth or something else. Uh, and then they have a uh, a cold bar where you can go up and get salad stuff and then get stuff to put in your hot Meats pot, like fish balls and, and lobster balls and dude, all I, the balls. There was a way to, I did not understand what a fish ball was. Uh, and then when we went there and there were fish balls, I was like, I'm gonna get a couple of these and fucking try them and see what all the talk is. Because at the Chinese place at the supermarket, there's like fucking like a whole giant freezer case thing dedicated to fucking balls of s- different kinds of seafood, and they're pretty damn good actually. So what do they
1: do? Like take the meat?
0: And- uh, so think you like do it. like a crab ball. Like think of like imitation crab, right? And oh, they the, just the wrap ball. it. Sorry, I thought ball. You still
3: talk about shabu.
0: No, no so no. but shabu shabu, <laughs> then they bring you out whatever you want to go in it. Um, and it's like.
3: Well, they bring you out your, most of your, mostly your meats.
0: Yeah, mostly your meats. Um, and you, it's all you can eat. And you just order whatever you want. So if you want, you know, some prime rib or... And it's all like super thin sliced meat. And the you tonkatsu
2: has a shabu-shabu next door to then it. Then you put it,
3: put it in oh, the nice boiling broth. stuff and it cooks. So you can cook it for as long uh, as when you, you want. And then you take whatever. it out and you eat it. And you put other things in there, noodles and veggies mm-hmm. and whatever.
1: Interesting.
0: And I think mostly it it's it. probably fine if they space it because every patron has their own bowl of boiling shit. So, yeah. it's, but
3: it's still going up there and stuff. Oh yeah, the cold,
0: in. the cold bar would have definitely be a, a thing that they would. So that, that's good for a place like that, but they're in the gateway. Uh, and so Gephardt wrote this about the gateway and, and the tagline actually is what really reads the best. And that's the gateway innovates as malls across America take a financial beating. So one of the things that's happened with COVID is retail in general has, has really taken a shot because most of them closed for a long period of time. Um, and basically, brick-and-mortar stores have not been able to recover. Um, people, while they are going out, they're not spending as much, and they're certainly not going out as much, and they're mostly buying online. And so um, a lot of experts now are saying that malls themselves, um, they're, so retailers are looking to close probably 25,000 stores this year. Most of those will be in malls. Um, they think like over half, 55 to 60% and a third of America's malls are going to disappear by the next year,
1: meaning they'll just shut down. They won't be able to keep enough tenants to, to stay open. It's also said that, that they're predicting a third of all malls in general. Yeah. Will yeah. disappear by next year. Cause
0: they just, they're not going to be able to stay open. They were already struggling in, in large part just due to the changes of online shopping behavior. Like, I mean, when we were kids, you'd go to the mall and just walk around and there's just thousands of people in the mall walking around and buying shit from stores. And now you go to the mall and even like the day after Thanksgiving sale, like there's not that many fucking people there. Like there's a couple of exceptions, like bath and potty works, but that's.
2: Yeah. But L brands actually announced today that they're cutting, I don't remember what percentage of their corporate, uh, workforce. Their numbers, their financials are still good, but.
0: Oh, yeah they're even cutting back because mm-hmm. they're looking at a at a tough year, yeah uh, and that's I mean that's just the the reality of it, but in the midst of all that, the gateway because they started this tra- this transition we started talking about it a couple of years ago when yeah. it, when it kind of started to happen and they got the new ownership um, they've started to change how they operate, so they've made themselves more of an entertainment type of district, so there's still there's still some stores there but they've let most of those leases expire and what they're inviting in are entertainment type experiences so and
3: artists and things
0: they've got VR places they've got this rolled sweet taco like unique food places
2: Well, they have the the new hall pass which is like a there's a bunch of different
0: restaurants so it's like a like a high it's end like food a, court yeah, like mm-hmm. you would get at like the, the like cafeteria. wharf in the in Boston or um but you know that's not done so hot, I don't think, with Covens. Yeah,
2: both times I've been down there because we, my best friend had her birthday party at Medici, um, and there there was quite a few people
0: inside the thing,
2: inside and outside. That's, yeah,
0: yeah, that's t- well, and that's the other thing they have all. not that-
2: quite a few, like not more yeah. than should have been, but like there were people patronizing.
0: It was like elbow to elbow when I went there last before COVID Like it was really busy. That's how we ended up at Shabu Shabu, cause we went into the, the thing and we we're like, Uh, eh, we don't want to eat here. We, and we talked about going there anyway. So let's just go to Shabu Shabu and it was great. It was good. Um, and, uh, but th- they're doing, but that was the thing. That's like, we had tacos too. Yeah. And we just said, we just said that day, let's go to the gateway and find something to eat because there's so many different places there. Uh, and you have like Dave and Buster's is there in the gateway. Um, so you have the, the the a pizza place too yeah. There's there's a pizza the, place and Wise
3: Guys is there now.
0: Yeah, Wise Guys is, is is on the corner there. So they've they've really done a big deal to draw more people in with with experiences and not just a retail place. And I think they've done a really good job. Transforming well, I think it helped space. that
3: they're kind of an outdoor mall, so it, I think it was an easier transition than some of our, the ter- more traditional malls that we have throughout the state.
0: I'm going to have to ask you to speak up a little, my dear.
3: I don't have enough energy. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was super, super stoked all day, and my dog ruined it, so.
4: And now she's now just I sleeping a, all Now sleepy. I have a headache,
3: and.
0: <laughs> uh, So, not all the crazy happens in currents. I have proof, guys. Uh-huh. Should we, I didn't know if we wanted to talk about the plane crash. I think we should mention it. There was a plane crash. Yeah. We're really not. Although cool. the
3: woman that was that lived in the house, she died today. Yeah.
0: So a plane crashed. Um There were six people on board the plane. Three of them died on scene.
3: Like literally just after takeoff, they um, didn't, they didn't even make it a block. I don't think.
0: So from airport two, um, so like ninetieth and thirty sixth, taking they, off south. Or were they taking off north? They were going. No, they south. They were going south. Taking off south. Yeah. South is that way. Stop so. saying south and pointing north, please. Nice. But I get turned around. You're like, are they taking off south? And I'm like, yes, south. The <laughs> other direction you're pointing. No one can. No one can see where you were pointing, by the way. So,
3: but it just bugs Chris.
0: Yeah. Um. But anyway, so three people died on scene. Um. The 72 year old lady that owned the house, uh, died today. Um. And it happened Sunday afternoon. Uh, the house was obliterated. It like landed right on the house and in the house's backyard.
3: I mean, it's lucky that it didn't land on more houses and damage more yeah. things. But three three people did
0: come away from the crash alive. One of them walked away, which is
3: The just, 12-year-old girl.
0: That's fucking unbelievable. Yeah. But that was sad. That was not what I... I just wanted to mention that. Um, what, and then
3: the... Yeah, it was just... It was just kind of a weird weekend for that because we had the higher magnitude... Uh, okay, aftershock, aftershock, and then we had the plane crash, and then, then I don't that, know this weird. Then thing. there
1: was this guy in South Jordan. This wasn't this today. Uh, no, it no, happened this, on Friday. Yeah,
3: this yeah. happened on Friday. It was a weird week. It was just this weird, bizarre weekend. So on Friday,
0: um, a bunch of people in South Jordan got asked to evacuate their homes, and there was a SWAT standoff with a dude that was barricaded in his house. Actively firing his gun at SWAT members uh, on like two different sides of his house, basically at their armored vehicle and at the officers.
2: Well, it started because he had been sending threats to the manager at the Culvers. Yeah, that's yeah. right
3: there
0: because Culvers was treating him poorly. <laughs> and then, and then he was carrying a rifle around openly, like an AR. And didn't so didn't they
3: give him a good? What do they call over there? The cement things. Yeah, yeah, they probably
0: gave him a bad cement mixer or bad yeah. concrete. That's what they call Con- concrete, it.
3: Concrete. That's <laughs>
0: the You know what a cement mixer is, actually?
2: <laughs> I'm going to order that uh, from now on. A, when cement, I <laughs> there, there's
0: a There's a drink called a cement mixer and it's the most fucked up thing to it's do gross. to someone that's a new drinker or does not know how things work chemically. But you say it's a cement mixer. It's a shot you have to do. So you take a shot of Irish cream like Bailey's and then you squirt lemon juice in your mouth. And you go, it it. and like shake up, close your mouth and shake it up. And that's the shot. And it, the lemon juice instantly curdles the Irish cream. And so there are chunks of curdled Irish disgusting. cream in your mouth. And all you can do is just swallow it because it's, it's so gross. A
3: trick. Anyway,
0: it's not sorry. Basically, I didn't, it's 100% a fucked I up thing to do to I didn't someone.
3: mean to get him on that track. I just couldn't remember that they were called concrete. Yeah, but so maybe that's what noise.
0: happened. Maybe they put some lemon juice in his cement mixer. His concrete made it a cement mixer. <laughs> anyway, he was not happy with them, but and then he was like openly carrying a gun, and so they were talking to him, and he became increasingly like- uh, um, Agitated. Agitated and aggressive, and so finally- They go to serve a search warrant on his house and like serve it with the SWAT team because they knew he was armed and he proved why they should have put a SWAT team there and started firing at them. The only reason he gave himself up is because his gun jammed is what he said, but he did end up giving himself up. And then what do they discover? Fucking shit tons of explosives in his house. But that not like been we're gonna go
2: in and bring it out and detonate it out here. Uh-huh. Like we have to go in the house and detonate it. And we have to. In the house. And we
0: have to clear the neighborhood to detonate it Can in I the house because we like might blow up the neighborhood. 160 people were evacuated. Something. Yeah, it was like, like, like that. That. 30 homes. Yeah, it was basically the whole Could neighborhood. You imagine. And they did detonate it in his house, uh, and it actually <laughs> did damage to a house next to him when they detonated it. Like, this is no joke. It was fucking crazy. See, deal it. We just I
3: have, have gangs in Kerns. We don't have these crazy people.
0: <laughs> yeah, 168 <laughs> residences, 30 businesses were evacuated. And they actually had to call in a bomb squad specialist in Virginia, I think, um, because they didn't know how to deal with this thing to learn how to safely detonate it. And safe is a uh, safe in quotes, because, again, it fucked up his house and the house next to his. What a fucking psycho. Thanks, Culver's. Also worth noting, middle-aged white guy. (laughs) You know who I never hear about having fucking hundreds of gallons of explosive in their basement?
3: Middle-aged black guys?
0: Any people of color. (laughs) At all. It's always white dudes. It's always like middle-aged. Like this dude was 42 years old.
3: Usually if you piss off a person of color, they just tell you. And then they get over it and they move They move along. Like, they're pretty honest. But white people, like, we like to seethe and, like, hold it close to our chest. Was it his house or was it his mom's
1: basement? (laughs) No, I'm pretty sure it was his house. (laughs) So I just read this. While a
0: West Valley City SWAT armored vehicle containing eight SWAT operators was approaching the front of the residence, it came under heavy fire and was hit with numerous bullets out the front door of the house. A probable cause statement says... On the west side of the residence, a South Jordan armed SWAT vehicle. So, this is two different SWAT vehicles, West Valley and West Jor- or in South Jordan, uh, approached the home and it also took several bullets from a rifle. <laughs> so, like, the dude's fucking crazy. I, I am just blown away and in- I'm just saying, at least it's not in Kearns. Also, I think the people of Kearns would not be able to, ex, ex- um, uh, afford? be able to afford such things.
3: <laughs> so, Chris's mom, she, she- and I, I, I don't have a good good concept of this, but apparently just people outside of Utah think that Salt Lake is, like, every, everywhere. Um, but anytime she hears anything, she's just always worried about us, because she lives in such a small town that nothing happens. To More be like, fair,
0: she's like, I read about it, I'm like, that sounds really close to Chris's house. I'm like, that's because it is pretty close to my sometimes, house. Sometimes,
3: but it, it never happens on this side, like... Like, like the other day, we were gone for the whole day, and we had our garage door open.
1: And to be fair,
3: that dude was, was closer
1: see. to Jeremy's house. I think actually.
3: That one.
4: Yeah. This guy was. This that's dude. By,
1: That's over by Costco. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's like mm, ten minutes away from Yeah, I think it's, it's just probably... on
2: hundred and fourth. I drive my one of my appointments. I always have this over there. I was <laughs> like, oh, I know that area. <laughs> I
0: actually drove by it today. <laughs> And last but not least, to round out a normal news segment, which I don't think we've done in a long time, uh, Utah has set an official record in the last year with our booze sales. Uh, we have now topped half a billion dollars in liquor sales in a year.
1: Is Oops. that just here in Utah, or is that any U- Utah-based, like, anywhere? The state reached $500.32 million
0: in fiscal year 2019-2020. Um, that is preliminary numbers for annual sales of wine, beer, and spirits.
1: So in Utah, we sold half a billion dollars worth of booze. and Supposedly a lot of that money goes to education. Where is it going? Um, I think a lot is probably not exactly true.
3: Well, and some of that, that's administrative.
0: Well, and keep in mind our markup's what, like 80% roughly yeah. across the board? I mean, it's a little different depending on what it is. So... That's still like two hundred and fifty, two hundred to three hundred million dollars in profit, not including the taxes, by the way. That's just the actual revenue from the sales. So good money that the state's making on liquor. Um, so and it's been rising
1: steadily over the
0: last well, several years. Well, fewer bottles
3: are being sold. The average bottle price shot up by more than a dollar. Huh? Wonder well,
1: how that happened. Also, what they were saying is during the COVIDs, people haven't been buying the cheap stuff. People have been. Shit, no. spending more on the good stuff. Well,
3: and they've been—I think they've been going to the liquor store more because they can't go to bars and here's, stuff to drink. Here's
1: a few
0: reasons why I think. One, when you buy the cheap, you buy the cheap stuff when you're having lots of people over, because. Or
3: it's a cheaper. lot of people. Chris doesn't do this, but a lot of people will buy less expensive liquors if they're making, like, flu food drinks where they're going to be putting like mixers and stuff in them.
0: But I say that's bullshit, because if you're going to fucking make a drink.
3: You which should is, make it with good stuff. Which is stuff. why, as Jeremy has, if you've ever had one of Chris's drinks, they always taste yeah, really good. Yeah, they're good.
0: good. They're well, it's good. like, um, I love Josh to death, but uh, he makes, uh, like, whiskey sours, and he always uses, like, really shitty whiskey. I'm like, I don't want to drink that. That doesn't taste good. Yeah, he's bought
1: like, himself a plastic bottle.
0: Yeah, but he's like, well, cool, you're just mixing in, like, sweet and sour mix. I'm like, yeah, I know. And so now you're taking a sweet and sour mix, which isn't great to begin with because you're just buying the bottle sweet and sour mix. And then you're mixing it with shitty whiskey. Nothing about that is appetizing to me. Nothing about that is good. So we'll use better liquor next
4: time. you. <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: Chris does fun stuff though, because like we kind of have a group where we're kind of like half and half drinkers and not drink non drinkers. And so sometimes if we're having something fun, like when we've gotten some liquors from from Nevada or something, mm-hmm. he'll he'll figure out a way to make something that's similarly make themed cool drinks. for the non. Drinkers, which is kind of fun, or like the year that we did like the pie and beer, and I did like a root beer pie for the, like the people that didn't mm. want to drink yeah. anyway. So I don't know. It's just buying quality, just
0: yeah. I also I think the COVID is a big part of it. I also think, um, so think about the lower wage workers. So they were getting a six hundred dollar uh, a month stipend on top of their unemployment benefits which for some of them was more than they were making while employed, um, for a good chunk of them. And there was a reason for that, which was the government actually in, in doing the $600 stipend did not want people actively out looking for work. That was the whole point. They wanted the people to be able to be comfortable enough to stay home, not actively seek out employment so that they're not spreading the COVIDs. And so maybe they had a little bit of extra money to spend. But also it was just a trend. So last year it was just under $480 million that we spent and we've been growing by 6 to 7% over the last several years uh, every year so a part of that is population growth we grew a ton in yeah, population that's size. part of it and a lot of and that population growth is not babies that population growth is people from states that drink so
1: well, you look at silicon slopes area that that area is exploding
0: yeah and not as mormon as the rest of utah county yeah because it's a lot of transplants um there are plenty of mormon transplants but Man, the missionaries in, in Utah got to be busy with all these new people. Uh, speaking of Utah missionaries, um, we're going to be uh, doing our famous person. Um, so there was one other story from last week. Do we want to talk about the Bonneville thing?
3: The Shoreline Trail. I just thought it was interesting to mention that they're going to extend it because it's something that we use all the time and you can enter it from bunches of different places and you can make it different every single time and walk as long as you want or as short as you want and
0: yeah it's basically a trail that runs the whole wasatch range from the old lake bonneville and so it's just the along the edge of the mountain
1: range where lake bonneville used to sit i think with a lot of a lot of people are outdoors these days because there's just not as much to do i think it's a good thing to to be working on those trails and yeah. making them more accessible and oh yeah for sure absolutely absolutely
0: so it is uh, the last episode of the month, um being it Jan January. Fuck. Being uh July twenty eighth, uh of uh this year twenty twenty. <laughs> this year. <laughs> this year uh in D C twenty twenty, um during covid twenty twenty. Um and uh it's our famous shouton uh episode. Um so I was saying speaking of missionaries, um our uh, famous person or or famous Utahn this week is uh, the Marriotts, specifically J. W. Marriott uh, and his his.
2: We basically could have done a Marriott every month for the year. <laughs>
0: um, you know, there's not that many Marriotts. Uh, I I was surprised. The Eccles, of course, not the Ogden Eccles, nope. but the other Eccles. Um, the the Ogden Eccles were not. They just were not good Eccles. Uh, <laughs> but the other Eccles, uh, we, we definitely could have. Um, but the Marriotts are a little bit smaller family in a lot of ways. Um, it was a big family. But anyway, the reason they're missionaries is they're the ones that started the Book of Mormon in hotel rooms, Yeah. along with the Gideon Bible, and they started putting the Book Which of Mormon. Which
3: the Gideons put in there and encourage you to take.
0: Yeah. And you can take the Book of Mormons, too. They don't care. You can also- So no,
3: they encourage you to take those, too.
0: You can also take the Book of Mormons and the ones that have pictures and tear out the pictures. Pictures are good. There's no pictures in the Book of Mormon. Yeah, there were. The older ones- the older ones, the ones we got when I was a kid growing up, that the paintings. My mom was very anti-Mormon. She was like the like crazy like I'm a Baptist, so Mormons are a cultist devil people. Um, and so we would get a Book of Mormon, and she literally tore the pages out to use them as fire kindling to start <laughs> fires in our fireplace when we was growing up. <laughs> I shit you not.
3: I feel bad because my mom is kind of a like super anti-Mormony too. Yeah, like to to a fault. Like it doesn't matter what they say even if they make sense.
0: Uh but anyway, that's uh I just thought that was an interesting uh tidbit that I didn't realize that's how that all started because now if you go into now that I think about it, I do stay at a lot of Marriotts because I know it's a Utah family. Um but even non But it's Marriott's, just a
3: good franchise.
0: There are a lot of Book of Mormons in hotel rooms around the the country now, probably around the world a little bit. Um but anyway, this starts further back. Um so I didn't know going into looking into the Marriotts if it was going to be a situation like the Eccles, where like the whole family just was super rich and super philanthropic. Uh, philanthropic. I can't say words. To <laughs> I like the way you said philanthropic. that. Philanthropic. Yep. I like that. Is that like anal rapist? Yes. Yes. Analrapist? Exactly. That should be in the show notes. I'm an anal rapist. It says it on my card. <laughs> I want to write that down. That's from uh uh a Modern Family. I think so or um what's the one with the never nude guy cuz that's the guy who's the enauropist uh, is I think it's modern family um with the guy that has the chocolate covered banana stand Michael I don't watch
2: modern family
0: Maybe it's not Modern Family. I know it's it's one of those shows that got canceled that Netflix picked back up and did like an extra season.
4: Oh, then Arrested it wasn't Modern Family. Oh, Arrested <laughs> Development,
0: that's what it was. I don't even know what the fuck Modern Family is. Is that the one with Al Bundy in it?
4: Yes. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, it's not that show. It's it's Arrested, Arrested development. development. Yeah, so he has a business card he's an anal rapist. <laughs> like he hands it to one of his family members and they're like anal rapist. <laughs> he's like no, it's a now rapist."
3: <laughs> Which is what?
0: Uh, some kind of therapist. Some, so I don't remember what his explanation was, but it was a type of therapist. But that's it awesome. said on his card, "anal rapist." But he just said "anal rapist." But that's also like uh celebrity Jeopardy. Sean Connery. I'll take the penis. <laughs> <laughs> the penis mightier. Uh, Good times. <laughs> so anyway. I, I didn't know, like I kind of actually expected that it would be this like crazy big rich long rich history family story. And it actually isn't that old,
1: right? So It's it was interesting. Yeah. Just like all of the people we've done this year, you, you see the Marriott's, they're, they're, you see the name all over Utah, but how did they get here? How did they get their money? How did they evolve into what they are? It, it was. Very interesting. Yeah. So we're
0: going to tell you a little bit about it. Um, so J.W. Marriott, uh, J. Willard Marriott, uh, who went by Bill, um, um, but um, John Willard, I think, was his name. Uh, so he was born to, um, I don't remember who his parents were.
3: J. Willard and his wife. Like he said, uh, he was a junior. Uh, no, Bill he's a senior. Bill was a junior.
0: Hiram Willard was his That's dad was. and Ellen Morris Marriott. And it was his...
3: Then the one that went by Bill was the junior of J.W. Yes, that's the one that so is still that's alive. So why, that's why you confused because you one said went by
1: but, Bill. So his... his So J. Willard's grandfather was one of the early pioneers, and he settled... What, what's the town? Marriott, Marriott Settlement. Yeah.
3: It was Marriott Settlement. Now it's, Then it was
0: Marriott Slaterville. Yeah, now it's Marriott Slaterville, which is like... Basically North Ogden, um, so it's like just w- like just west of I fifteen in the North Ogden area. So b- right before you get to Far West, which is the weirdest name for a fucking town that's north of Ogden and not west of anything important.
1: <laughs> well, it's named after the original Far West, which is in yeah, It doesn't matter Council Bluffs, Iowa. It could be named Laverne. Anyway. <laughs> which is just backwards of Naval. So his his grandfather had settled that. So that's how he came obviously he was born in utah but that's how his family got lavan
0: not yeah. Laverne. and um oh well, yeah it's laverkin and herkin <laughs> different names we have shitty names we have episodes about it go back and listen to them um so he was the second of eight children to uh hiram and ellen marriott um and basically at like 13 they're like okay you gotta go work the farm because that's what you did back in the 1900s and the early 1900s yeah
1: so they're like, all right, you've had your learning, boy. So go, go do shit on the farm. He had his own section of the farm and he raised lettuce. <clears throat> yeah. And actually, he, um,
0: he, he kind of, uh, there was a bunch of, it was fallow land and he grew lettuce on fallow land. So it's not like they were using it for anything else. So he right. kind of claimed it and made two grand. And, I'm not sure what that's worth. It but in like 1913 dollars, $2,000 is a lot of fucking money in 1913. I wonder if I can
1: find a calculator one. Yeah, yeah, will look going. at that. I'll continue with the story. We looked that up really quick. So yeah, what, what was $2,000 worth in 1913? So he did such a good job that the next year his dad, so he met, so he's at, he's 14 years old. His dad sent $52,000 in 2020 two dollars on lettuce In mm-hmm. lettuce. So f- he
0: that's made a lot 50, of cabbage,
1: 50 grand.
3: No, it's lettuce.
1: (laughs) At the age of 13. So the next summer, his dad sends him with 3,000 sheep, unescorted by himself on a rail line to San Francisco to sell the sheep. Which is
0: kind of fucking crazy. Okay, son, you did good with the lettuce. Go by yourself. Uh, Like, this isn't like... This is still like the ni- early 1900s. This it's not still like people wild, wild west.
3: cattle rustle you. Well, yeah.
0: yeah, this is like train robberies are still fucking happening. Not
1: as frequently as the 1800s, but it's not unheard of. It's probably a good thing his neighbor was the Browning guy who developed the gun. Because <laughs> that would have been about the same time frame in about the same neighborhood. Anyway, so yeah, so the next year his dad sends him to San Francisco by himself with 3,000 sheep. Yeah, that's uh so, I mean, he's he's doing entrepreneurial things. That's like uh, just older than Jonathan. Yeah. Here, take 3,000 sheep by yourself. Get on a train. Times
0: were well, different.
3: Well, it is a, yeah, totally different day. I want you to
1: get on a train, which is a
0: few days away, go to San Francisco and sell these sheep and get good money for them and bring back good money at 14. I want you to go talk to all these fucking adults at 14 years old and bring back money for these 3,000 sheep. Don't return home with sheeps. no- with no fucking magic beans, boy.
1: <laughs> right? And 3,000 sheep by
0: yourself. Yeah. Uh, he probably had some dogs to Maybe. help move them around. I saw aerial video of sheep herding, and with dogs, that was really cool to see dogs actually herd like a full flock of sheep. It was really cool to watch from an aerial cam. Anyway.
1: So, yeah, so then at 19. He did what every good Mormon does. Goes on a mission to New England.
0: Uh New England being like the Boston area of yeah. the country, in case you're unfamiliar with it. And that. on
1: his way back in the summer of 1921, he stops in Washington, D.C., and this is kind of what starts it all. At, during his, it doesn't really say, I would assume, a couple days there, he wandered around, went to the monument, the Lincoln Memorial. He did what you do in D.C., which is go visit all the stuff. Mm-hmm. And he commented that it was blistering... Heat.
0: It that was has, so hot. Let me tell you, it's been 100 years since he did that because it's almost 100 years from then. Uh, It's still fucking miserable in DC in the summer. It is so goddamn hot and humid there. <laughs> it's so humid. It fucking blows. It is like jogging past 8 a.m. is the worst. Like even. Your wo-
3: clothes just won't dry. Yeah,
1: even walking the National Monument is fucking brutal in the summer. So he notices. Some, some people with their little carts, their little vendor carts selling, selling lemonades, selling different things like that. Popsicles, soda pop, ice creams. And he notices that within minutes, their little carts are cleaned out. Yeah, they just like, they just like show up on the national mall and boom, they're empty. But as fast as they can pawn it. So. On his way back to Utah, he's thinking about that, and th- that's what that's what plants the seed. But he, uh, so he
0: goes, gets back to Utah, he goes to school. So he goes to Weaver College, which is now Weaver State University, uh, and he was a student body president there. He got an associate's degree um, from the U, right? The University of Utah. Well, yeah. He,
1: well, he got, a, so I think he got his, his associate's at, at Weaver and then, his, then he transferred to the U and, and got his, where, bachelor's. Yeah, his bachelor's from the U of U. Um and then um
0: uh he was actually a few um few credits short I think and uh they uh the president of Weber gave them
1: to him. Yeah. So helped um, him and helped him get across the line with some of the stuff he was doing. So he graduates from high or he graduates from college and he's thinking to himself, you know what? Those those little stands in D.C., I think I can do something with that. So, so he, this is still like pre-Great Depression, because this is like 1927. 1927. So he gets a franchise from A&W Root Beer.
2: Because his cousin had one. Oh, that's mm-hmm. right. That's
1: right. His cousin yeah. had one. He moves to Washington, D.C., and he opens a nine-stool root beer stand uh, with his business partner, Hugh Colton. And it is
0: so popular. So he goes, he opens it up. Then he goes back to Utah, marries this chick that he's probably been in love with the whole time. Um, <laughs> probably wrote her on his mission. Um, he said he was, he was
1: only there for two weeks. So, he's, so he opens yeah. his little root beer
0: stand. Then goes back to Utah. So again, this is like 1930. So like going back to Utah is not hopping on a plane. It's not hopping on a plane. And- it's riding a train for several days across country. Yeah. Um, and he marries Alice Sheets, um, who stayed with him until he died and then she died. Um, but they come back. And they add Mexican food items.
3: I know, it's so funny to see like tamales and stuff on there.
0: Yeah, so he adds Mexican food items to what the root beer stand sells, and it becomes what's known as the Hot Shop. And it is one of
1: the most popular restaurants. It's
2: also, and it's the first of its kind east of the Mississippi. And I found something really cool um, that the Hot Shop, when they opened their doors, they opened their doors to blacks
3: the first well-known restaurant chain to abandon the color line in Virginia. And I think that they sold a franchise to the first black, like a black person bought a franchise. He was the first black person to ever like buy something like that. And
0: and can I say this, this is just something that kind of pervades throughout. So while the Marriott's were staunch, like devout Mormon people, they have always been the type of Mormons that are super accepting of everyone.
3: They actually practice their religion.
0: They, they just like you guys said here, they've, they've been on the forefront. Marriott has been on the forefront of LGBTQ rights. Um, and, and they're like super awesome with their employees, which we'll probably talk about in a little bit, but I think it's worth mentioning. Like these are good people. Like these are really good people. This isn't the kind of person like, uh, who do we talk about? The uh, Ogden. Uh, well, not just the Ogden Nichols. No, the, but we talked <laughs> the about the guy that
3: nobody likes. Oh, McEwen. Uh, uh, McEwen yeah. from He's the Mansion.
0: Yeah, thing. he was a piece of shit. Apparently, like he was the worst kind of business guy to get in business with. The Marriotts are like the polar opposite. That
1: you want to be in business with these people. They were they were doing really good things. Well, he said, and I don't know, we might come across this quote, but but he said repeatedly, if you treat your employees like family, they're going to treat the customers like family. And people will come back. Yeah,
0: and I and it holds true. And so, you know, his his people don't make they make better than minimum wage. They're treated well. Like it's it's crazy. So anyway, back to back to the story of of growing this this really so, fucking empire. Yeah, really. so he's
1: got these hot shops, and he opens the first drive-in east of the Mississippi.
3: What are they called? The Kerbets? Cur-
1: something like that. Something yeah. like that.
3: That take the the pit- car hops. Yeah, they t- but they're called like Kerbets or something like Just that. Jess is
1: singing along. <laughs> We've lost Jess to the radio. And then, so then, World War Two, World War Two happens, and um, he
0: gets uh he starts doing food service management in all the government and defense buildings. Cover- yeah, so like the U.S. Treasury things like that, where they have a food service need, they're bringing in Marriott to do that work. So he's doing all this heavy lifting
1: of, of cafes and stuff like that. So then, um, mid fifties is when he gets the idea to start a hotel and he gets, uh, the idea from the Pentagon, the Pentagon, um, approaches him and says, we've got all of these people coming in and out all over the world, but there's really no place to stay. So we're looking for someone who's willing to put a hotel close to the Pentagon and so that was kind of what got him started was uh, being approached by the government. So he builds his very first hotel, which actually it was technically a motel because it was a. That was in like '57. 57, '57 57 right? Twin Bridges Motor Hotel in Arlington, Virginia.
4: And
0: this was this was right before Eisenhower's inauguration, and and at this point, J.W. Marriott. Was actually, ta- I mean, he was talking to presidential
1: candidates about their kids right. and stuff like that. Well, and so he was, um, he was friends with Mitt Romney's. Yeah, the the Romneys and the Marriott's are very close family friends. And like, in fact, Mitt Romney's first name is is actually yeah, he's real, named
0: after J.W. Yeah, yeah, he's he's named after uh, after John Marriott. He goes by Mitt. So so anyway, so he,
3: that's better.
1: Well, I mean, look at his fucking kids' names. He's clearly got something wrong in the brain. So he Tag. then he then uh, starts the Big Boy Tag family restaurant, which okay. I didn't know they I didn't know that they started the Big Boy. No, they
0: know. bought the Big Boy. What did Body they buy out? They, the,
1: but yeah, they bought out Big Boy and they
0: bought, they bought out, out so much. Roy stuff. Rogers, yeah. Roy, Roy Rogers, and, and and Big Boy, and the so I actually uh, going back to the hotel chain. So right after the hotel started, this is when his oldest son bill uh which is his namesake so it's it's jw jr jw the yeah jw jr um he's he's come back from the navy like post-world war ii i'm assuming um and he he's come back and he's like hey dad i want to be part of the business um and um there was an article in Shannon business sometime when was this is like years ago i think like late 70s like three or four years ago CNN did this article oh, oh, oh. Um, and and uh, Bill Marriott says um, he gives this quote he said I just come come on board from the Navy and my father said to me well the whole uh, uh, I just come on board from the Navy um, this is written shitty anyway he was saying to his dad hey I want a job, basically. I want to work for the family. And he had just come back from the Navy. And his dad said, hey, well, did
3: he just come back from the Navy? Yeah,
0: thanks, <laughs> Dick. Um, I'm trying to read something and it's written really poorly. So it's not my fault. Um, but his dad says, well, the hotel's not doing well. And he said, well, why don't you let me run it? And he goes, his dad goes, JW goes, you don't know anything about running hotels. (laughs) And he said, well, neither does anyone else around here. (laughs) (laughs) So, so he let him do it. He let him run it. And, um, and he did a good job. He turned that into, so when you think Marriott now, uh, in 2020, you don't think about restaurants, even though that's still a huge part of our portfolio, you think about their hotel properties. And so Bill Marriott has really turned that into a massive thing. And he's like, we didn't know what we were doing. And the hotel that he was doing was in DC uh at the 14th Street Bridge. Um, um it's basically right now by the Reagan National Airport, like right between the airport and the Pentagon there. Um and at the time it was nine dollars for a hotel room and a dollar for every extra person in the car. And he said The best thing for us was when a family of four or five pulled in. We got an extra four or five bucks. (laughs) But like um, that was just it's just the win his oldest son because there's there's some bad blood in that family right now. Uh, over the last couple of years, with with some of the kids, uh, That's a pretty rough article to <laughs> read. Yeah, there <laughs> there's some there's some fucking nasty. Uh, like when you think of like the the Mormon judgmental stuff, some of that comes into play in current times.
1: But uh, J W himself is is basically growing this empire at this point. So one of the things I found very interesting that I didn't realize is he then, so late sixties, he gets into airline in-flight food service. Yeah, he's the one that created it. And it not. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, he, he, so <laughs> he makes a deal with, uh, he which, approached like three different airlines, I want to say. One of them I'd never heard of it, but then it was like United and something else. He approached them because what it was is one of his little hot shops, which was next to the airport, people were coming there first getting their food to take on the plane mm-hmm. so he approaches the the airlines and said hey people are already buying our food to take on our plane what about us providing food on me- the plane meal services we'll cook it we'll prepare it we'll bring it it'll you just up. have to serve it. all you have to do is serve it and they liked the idea and it still does. it still happens today to and they were day.
0: they were the restaurant catering company for the airlines
1: for a long time I did not, that was one thing I didn't realize. And I, I, I really didn't realize before doing this research how into the, the food service that they were. Yeah.
0: I mean, they did. So they, they ran food services for all sorts of defense contractors, businesses, schools, colleges, like everything. They, they did food services for major, like sporting and event venues. Like they did a lot of food service stuff. Um, and, and through all of this, JW, Always was a hands-on kind of guy. He would – a lot of his um, managers and stuff would say, you never knew when he was going to – it doesn't matter where you were at because he had had said at one point, I'm going to be at every location that that we own Uh, at least twice a year. Yeah. And so – and you never knew when he would show up and he would show up and he would do the white glove dust look like in the kitchens, make sure that they're clean. Check the equipment,
1: the stoves, the –
0: Check the pantries, make sure stuff's in order. Yeah. Yeah, everything.
2: One of my favorite things, I think it was like 81 or something and somebody had asked like how he sleeps at night and he was like, just like a baby. Every couple hours I wake up crying. (laughs) That's the best.
3: (laughs) It's true because I don't know where that that terminology came from because babies don't really sleep that great. That's funny. No.
0: Yeah, I mean this and this he uh he had quote he said this too about employees um and this was uh this was in a videotape segment but he said in establishing the culture of the company there was a lot of attention and tender loving care paid to the hourly workers when they were sick he went to see them when they were in trouble he got them out of trouble he created family loyalty like he he took care of his people um and that's that's uh That's not something you see. No, it's 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 very, very few and far between, especially as companies grow and get as large as, as Marriott has. Um, you know, he, he stepped down long ago from running the family business. Um, Bill, uh, took over, um, as CEO, uh, for a long time.
3: But he's not even the one that runs it now. No. It's I'm, just Sorensen is the last name. Yeah.
0: Cause era. Bill's quite old now. He's, he's currently the executive chairman and the chairman of the board, but he's not the CEO. Um, uh, Richard Marriott, who is one of Bill's brothers, another one of the sons, Um, had spun off and created host hotels and resorts. Um,
2: And there's a really cool, this is, it's interesting when we're doing a lot of these, they're old articles. And this one was last year from the desert news that was talking about um, Dick Marriott and his return to Marriott Slaterville and just how they have maintained the small town. um, Like it's still 70% agriculture um, There're 1,700 residents. they don't have property tax in their town. The town's incorporation was paid off almost immediately um, when they filed That's for so it. Awesome. Yeah, so it's really really quite awesome and he, I mean as of this article last year, he's been working on a book to talk about the family's uh, legacy and uh, at the end of the article, it had talked about how people would write. Um, Mr. Marriott and ask like, how, you know, how, how did you, what's your secret to success? And uh, Dick said he wrote letters back to them for a while. Then he got tired of doing it and simply wrote work and pray at the bottom of the page and sent the letter back. So that was the two foundations of the family was work and pray. So it's pretty, I'll post this article uh, on our website because it's really awesome to read about how that town has maintained uh, its integrity from you know 160 years ago. So
0: I'm curious where this lawsuit's at because the lawsuit that I was reading about I think was in like 2017.
2: Um, <laughs> the one about. This. So this is fucked
0: up. So they're like I said they're staunch Mormons, right? They this
2: was st- the 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 wash the Washingtonian. Dot com the Marriotts found fam- the Marriott family Civil War yeah, was so the, the headline in the, 2018.
0: Yeah, the New York Post had posted an article back in 2017, um, but basically, so John Marriott III. So this is the eldest son of Bill, who is the eldest son of JW. Um, so he was in a very public divorce with his wife, Angela in 2015 and got the divorce with his dad saying, I don't want you to get a divorce because it's not what God wants. It looks bad on the family we where we're like a family values company. You getting a divorce doesn't look good. Um, and after that happened, um, his dad uh, by at least by John's account, uh, Bill Marriott and his uncle Richard, who are. Um, the, the overseers of the trust that John was left by his grandparents, that's a 2.8 billion dollar trust. So it's no small amount of money. Um, but he's got this trust and they basically cut him completely out. They've changed their wills and cut him out of their wills, like, like serious hardcore disowning. And so he filed lawsuit in, at the end of 2017 suing his dad and his uncle because they were trying. So that's like, there's all this like crazy public thing. And I don't, I couldn't find what actually happened if it got settled or what, but um, <laughs> that's a,
1: that's crazy.
0: That's a big, crazy sort of thing uh to, to have uh, all that be kind of out in the public. Uh, because that's not really who they are. They're such like super caring, loving people, but you know, everyone's, I guess everyone's got their, their quirks. Um, but from a, a philanthropic standpoint, so when did, J- so first off, when did JW
1: die? 1985. Um, so yeah, in 85 he died and he hadn't run the company for years at that so point. So it was funny, in 35 he was diagnosed with lymphoma. Oh yeah, they gave him six months to live.
0: They gave him six, months, gave him to six
1: months to live in 1935. And he lived another 50 years. He died in 1985 <laughs> from a heart attack. So he didn't even die from that. Yeah, but to be fair, medicine in the 30s is not exactly great medicine. So he might not have even actually had lymphoma. That's true. <laughs> so some of the things, so, so to kind of bring it back to Utah, The family's done a lot for Utah. They've donated a lot of money to uh, the University of Utah, Weber State, BYU. So such things as the Marriott School of Business. Named after JW, uh, the Marriott Center Center, in in, uh, BYU, which is their basketball arena. The Marriott Library at the University of Utah the Marriott Allied Health Building at, at Weber, Weber State. State.
0: And not all of those were named just because of donations. Some of them were named just because of the name, right? right. Although I'm pretty sure they probably all had some donations uh, left with them. But like I said, the Gideon Bible, uh, not the Gideon Bible, but the Book of Mormon was something that they started doing. Um, uh, there's So they 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 have given a lot of money to the community They've also been very politically active, like we said, the big families of the Romney campaign, of the Romneys in general. They donated
1: over a million dollars to Romney's campaign when he ran for president.
0: Yeah, so each, and actually, um, Richard and Bill both donated like three quarters of a million to a PAC. So like one and a half million dollars combined to a PAC, uh, for, for Mitt Romney to support that, uh, that campaign. Um, so, and actually they asked at one point because, um JW had always been so politically active kind of behind the scenes. They asked him at one point why he never ran for president. And he said, uh or maybe it was Bill, it was one or the other. Maybe it was Bill. Um and he just said cuz Bill's like 80 something years old now. Like he's a pretty old dude. Uh and he said, "Well, I just um you know, it, it was never uh something I really wanted to do. I was having fun doing what I was doing all the time, so" I didn't really ever think that that was for me. Um, the, the current, um, head of the Marriott family, Bill, um, he's, he's actually said quite a bit politically recently, um, uh, especially about, uh, the, the Trump campaign and stuff. So he said, um, this was like, um, a couple years ago. Uh, he said, it's very unfortunate. I think you don't get anything by fighting. You have to get things done in a, in a business as well as in government through collaboration, through working together, working with a team. That's not happening until it starts happening. I don't think anything's going to happen. Um, and he said that uh, President Trump should make a greater effort to reach across the aisle. He said, get uh, Senator Schumer in the White House, have lunch with him, go to a football game with him, play golf with him. Do something with him. Start working with the other side of the aisle a little bit. Make some friends over there. So, uh, oh, and it was him that said it never really appealed to him to, to run for president, but he's very, he's very vocal politically. So clearly he thinks that, um, what's going on now is just terrible in terms of the divide, which is really cool. Cause he didn't say the Democrats suck or the Republicans suck. He said they need to learn to work together, which yeah, is a, which is, is a really true. good, it's absolutely true. And it's a, it's interesting to hear. You know, someone that's, you know, been around the block a few times, say something like that. So, but yeah, another interesting family. Um,
2: And they have many uh, philanthropic organizations, Um, not just the um, Jay Willard Marriott Foundation. Um, A couple of other family members have them where they provide grants for uh, community stewardship, for medical research, for education. Um, It looks like the one for uh, JW is mostly in in D.C., but there are a couple others from the brothers that are more
0: local. Yeah. And and they are, I mean, keep in mind, the businesses all started out in D.C., but they're about as Utah as Utah gets. Mm -hmm. He came back to marry a girl after starting a business in D.C., um and they have tons of properties all over the world now. It is a like, like big five star hotel type.
1: It's, yeah, it's well, and
2: they have um uh, th- uh in the Blue Ridge Mountains they have this really awesome farm that you can go stay on.
1: Says they also have cruise ships,
0: which I didn't. Uh, they, I don't know that they're still actually in cruise ships. So back in, um, I want to say back in like the. 50s oh, like that? the late 50s or maybe it was in the 60s they signed with a cruise ship company like Sunline Cruises or something um um let me go see if i can find what i was reading before about it were they supplying food for them in 72 <laughs> they partnered with Sunline and became the first lodging company to enter the cruise business so they straight up partnered with a cruise oh, ship company <laughs> Uh, because it's, it's just a fucking hotel on the water. That's Mm -hmm. all a cruise Mm is. Um, so, but, uh, just to kind of give you an idea of where this happened is they were, um, you know, creating all these hotels, um, in the 50s and 60s and 70s. It wasn't until the 80s that I think that hotel empire really kind of exploded. Um, so in 83 is when Courtyard was created and the whole idea behind Courtyard was, to totally be lodging for business travelers.
2: That is crazy that it's been around for that
0: long. Courtyard? Yeah. I mean, that's 40 years almost. Almost. Like like 35-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's when Courtyard started, and then they started spinning stuff off of there. So the Fairfield was like, they were the pioneers in extended stay stuff. So they had bought Fairfield, and then they bought residence in from some other company, and that's when they said, okay, let's make this extended stay thing a real thing. And so they created extended stay properties that were not shitholes. Um, I like residents in, Oh, I love them. I love, in fact, of all the ones to stay in, like I like courtyards and all, but courtyards don't give me free breakfast, but that's also something that you'll notice with every Marriott property. There's always some kind of food and almost always a restaurant on site. And it makes so much more sense to me now. Why? Um,
3: when Cassidy's friend had the fire, the, the insurance actually put them up in a residence in. They yeah. had like two different rooms with a, so they could have like a kitchen and oh, stuff. Oh,
0: that's right. In 95, they bought Ritz-Carlton, uh, and got all their properties. Uh, they, they, um. They
3: bought the Sheratons too, didn't they?
0: Yeah, they bought the Sheratons. They've launched Town Place, Spring Hill, um, all these different brands of hotels. Uh, and they've also gotten into now, um, I think it was in 2009, um, they launched what they call their autograph collection. So they actually own the Cosmopolitan. Oh, wow.
3: And they, they own something called the Moxie, too.
0: Yeah. So they own some, like, really high-end custom hotels that don't necessarily have Marriott branding but are Marriott hotels. Um, so, yeah, uh, it's a really cool story. Lots of amazing stuff. Um, the mother, uh, Alice Sheets. Uh, spent most of her time, she was running the business right alongside him for a long time doing bookkeeping. Yeah, bookkeeping. Um, And then branched out to be super philanthropic um, in life. And she lived, fuck, she lived even later than he did. She was she, like
3: 85 or 89. Or... She was in 92.
0: Oh, 92. Yeah, she just barely died not that long ago, right? Uh,
2: 20 years her. ago.
0: Was it really? Yeah, 2000. <laughs> yeah. But like 15 years after him, like she lived a long time. Yeah. So... That's the Marriott. I I was, again, I'm always, uh, I go into these things not knowing a lot about them and feel super awesome. She was vice
2: chairman of the RNC from Uh, 65 to 76. Yeah, I remember reading that. And chairman for the Richard Nixon Inaugural Committee.
0: That's pretty big stuff, so that's what I mean when
1: I say the family was politically active, (laughs) like very politically active family. It has been interesting this year to find out stuff about these people who being in utah you hear of them you hear of the marriott's you see marriott stuff all over but it is very interesting to actually do some research and find out to learn about the people and what kind of businesses they run and go from selling lettuce to one of the biggest hotel chains in the world yeah that still blows my mind though fifty thousand dollars at 13 on
0: lettuce that he just decided to farm off shitty land that's fantastic that's awesome that's really cool um i think that's it for tonight uh we're gonna keep it uh i don't know however long this was it's pretty short um that that's just how it goes sometimes but uh uh, hopefully you liked what you heard um you can always uh find us on twitter instagram facebook at tnu podcast um as long as jeremy doesn't touch twitter that is i haven't touched it (laughs) (laughs) it's good it's good um uh, we're also at thenewutah.com is our website. It's a great place to go and find shit that we talk about. Um, Jess posts really good, uh, recap articles that, uh, give links to a bunch of the stuff that we talk about. Um, but she also posts everyone's one things. Um, uh, which a lot of them are hiking in the mountains these days. <laughs> like,
2: I know. I think we need a, Reevaluate question. our question. Yeah, and,
0: and, and probably uh, address it. I still, I, I like the original question. Maybe we should just go back to it.
2: We, let's do, let's create a would you rather instead. A would you and rather? And pick two things each week. Yeah. Uh, two Utah things each week.
0: Okay. We'll probably have I'll to like, it. we'll probably have to school some people on the would you rather's.
2: It's easy. Would you rather this or would you rather would that? Would you
0: rather eat a pizza or have sex? Would have you sex.
2: rather eat pudding that tasted like poop or
3: poop that tasted like pudding. Poop that tasted like pudding. Yeah.
0: Why would you want to eat anything <laughs> that tastes like poop?
3: What the hell can... That's not even a good one these, these are easy questions. These are like
0: softballs. I'm not giving my guests softballs to hit. Why not? Would you uh, hotbox your wife for thousand dollars That's
3: or, not a... Or that's not.
0: It has to be. Or, not. <laughs> or not. Yeah. No. Would you... Of course would. For a thousand dollars, you could handle it. I don't know. It's a thousand dollars. I'd give you half. I'd give you three fourths. Seventy five, eighty, Seven, twenty.
3: I want, I want, I want at least seventy five percent. I'd
0: do it. Give you eight hundred dollars. I'd take two hundred dollars just to fart and trap you in it. You
3: do it every day. I do afraid. not. I do not. Just not in a hot box. I have box. never
0: pulled the covers over your head. I just
3: said not in a hot box. But I'll come down and beat. he'll be like, what? did you fart down here that's yeah. my
0: office i'm allowed to do what i want not in, my in your
3: office. office it's anywhere <laughs> <laughs> I'm like i didn't expect you to come downstairs yeah. i didn't fault. expect you to walk around your own house <laughs> <laughs> i didn't expect you to walk around your i own thought it house. would
0: dissipate before you got down here
3: it doesn't ever <laughs> it hasn't ever you,
0: what did you do that for it's a dog babe i'm sorry
3: you guys smell different
0: yeah, we do. <laughs> you guys, that's,
3: you guys kill me.
0: This has been the new Utah Fart Show. <laughs> um, that's a good "Would You Rather." Sort of.
2: Would you rather hike to the Temp Summit or raft down the Provo River? Hike to the Temp, Temp Summit.
0: Summit. It's not even a. It's not even a hard question for me.
2: Then you have to discuss
0: it, though. Oh, okay. Because well, water's cold. Would you rather go bowling at West Valley Lanes or All Star Lanes in West Jordan? All in West, West Jordan. Jordan. Why? Less likely to get shanked in the parking lot. Yeah, that's probably true. That West <laughs> Valley that West Valley bowling alley is kind of sketchy. There's the Kearns one that's over by the liquor store. I don't My even know My parents used called. to
3: bowl on a league there.
0: It looks like it has like three bowling lanes in it.
3: No, it's big on the inside.
0: Anyway, that's enough. Uh, <laughs> it's enough for this week. I don't know why the fuck we're talking about bowling now. Um, uh, but have, uh, have a good week. Folks, have a have a good whatever wherever you're fucking listening to this whenever, it doesn't matter. Just enjoy your time. Um don't get covid.